um, what people are looking for today, what staff are looking for is they want meaning and purpose, they want direction, and they want communication. So the more that you can offer that to people, the more, the more empowered and engaged they will feel. My name is Trista McIver and I am the program advisor here at AMC MPO Solutions, as well as the host of our podcast, The Strategic Nonprofit. As you might know, we do a lot, a lot of live webinars, virtual training for the not-for-profit industry, and have an e-learning portal to help MPOs train their boards and staff. Uh, we have a brand new governance uh, course coming out next month, and that will be paired with a series of live webinars. So if you're signed up for our newsletter, uh, you'll get that information once it's announced. Uh, so for today, I'm excited to have with us Joanna Barkley, who is one of our governance trainers and strategic planning facilitators. So to get us started, uh, Joanna, hi there. Hi there. Uh, Hi. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about yourself, uh, including your experience with nonprofits and uh, where you're based? Okay. Well, I'm based in Ottawa, Canada, mm -hmm. and uh, I started my career about 35 years ago in the IT industry. And uh, I worked for some of the major um, IT vendors, uh, digital equipment, Oracle Corporation. And then in 2000, I sort of went to my own personal and professional transformation because I realized I really enjoyed working with people far more than hardware and software. So uh, since then, uh, I've been doing strategic planning and a lot of it because this is, you know, Ottawa is the federal capital and uh, all, every government department does needs to do strategic planning. So there's been a lot of work there. Um, plus, I, I do a lot of work for uh, volunteer organizations and, and certainly strategic planning is something that uh, I started doing immediately when I became a professional facilitator and um, so I, I absolutely love it I love it because of all the wonderful benefits that it provides an organization and especially the people in the organization so why is strategic planning so important why is it so important well there's a there's a quote by Alan Lakin that I really like it's called planning brings the future into the present so you can do something about it right so there's three main things about strategic planning that, that's very important. The first one is the people. And what it does to, uh, when you bring a group of uh, diverse people together, it creates commitment and excitement and inspiration and motivation because mm -hmm. people's voices are being heard. And uh, then the second thing that's really important about it is the, is the process. So what is, what is the process that, uh, that I use? And uh, I'd like to promote a colleague of mine, his book, <laughs> Transformational strategy. He's a, an ICA associate, and that's the um, the methodology that I use. It's called the technology of participation. So this process brings together a diverse group of people, um, key stakeholders really for the organization. And when you bring those people together to you know um, to understand what are their hopes and dreams, what's the meaning and purpose of the organization, um, what are some obstacles that could potentially block. Um, a strategy from happening and then what are the you know what are the strategies and action planning so the the process when it's participatory I, I find um, incredibly empowering because it enables people to bring their full potential into the into the workplace and then the third thing is the product what you actually create is something mm -hmm. incredibly powerful for an organization and uh, so that's why I do those <laughs> that's why I think it's incredibly important for an organization to do strategic planning to really know how, you know, what is their future and how are they going to get there? 
I absolutely, I completely agree with you there. So if you're thinking about a strategic planning session, how often would you suggest uh, an organization uh, carry out a strategic planning session? Well, a full strategic planning session probably should be done once every three years, three to five years, depending on what your industry is and how much change happens. Mm -hmm. um, typically, an, an organization's mission and purpose won't change. You know, those are the products and services that you offer, and these are sort of the, the people that you are going to be attracting. Um, however, your vision, you know, what you actually want to see in place three years down the road, well, that changes on a regular basis, right? So that's typically why, you know, I, I, I suggest doing it every three years because of the, the nature of the world. <laughs> For example, yeah. the pandemic, who would have guessed that this would happen, right? But yes. uh, yeah, people exactly. need to be planning now. They need to be, you know, thinking about what is our future and, and how, mm -hmm. do you, how do you engage people from across the organization? How do you increase that commitment and motivation for your plans? It's all very, very important. You know, people, people, especially in today's, you know, because of what's happening today, people want to, in the organization, want to know, well, what's, what's our direction, right? Um, what's our commitment? And, and what's our mission and purpose? Is that, is that changing? <laughs> right? So yeah, there's, there's a lot of really good reasons. Absolutely. So doing, doing, a, doing a full planning session, you'd probably do every, every three years, but your strategic right. plan really should be visited every six months to, to 12 months, because that's when right. the action plan needs, yeah. to be, needs to be reviewed. You know, it's not, it's not yeah. something you do once and put on a shelf and it collects dust. It's, it's really <laughs> a like an active, an active yeah. um, document, an active, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, it, it goals, should be, be you need to achieve through, through yeah. the organization. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So um, when would be the best time you would say to um, conduct the, the strategic planning? Well, typically it's, you know, if there is a, a three-year cycle, it depends on boards. Like sometimes, sometimes the board governance dictates when a, a strategic planning or, or how, how often it needs to be done. Um, but sometimes it's typically at the beginning or, at, or, in, or in a transition phase when new board members are, are coming on. So it really depends on what's happening within the organization and the yearly cycle, you know. So typically people do it at the beginning of a, of a year, if, you know, if, especially if they're... Um, in sales and they have to you know come up with new plans and new strategies right, for, yeah. for what's happening in their organization yeah exactly okay thank you uh so, so yeah. a, strategic, a strategic planning process is is when you need to get together with a group of people and think strategically about what's going to happen with that company you know if um if you know what your mission and mandate is, what your purpose is, then that's clear, right? This, this is why we exist. These are our services and these are our clients that we have, you know, that, that we are serving. Mm -hmm. Now, your organization, where do you want to be in three years time? So that's creating, you know, what are your hopes and dreams as an organization or as a leader, as a leadership team? What do you want to see in place? What are you working towards? You know, what are your goals? And that, that would be then creating a practical vision that's three years out. Well, once you've got that practical vision, how are you going to get there? Well, in the process that I use, the, the, the second sort of phase of, of the workshop or the planning process would be, okay, if we have this wonderful vision out here, mm -hmm. what are all the things that could potentially block us from achieving that vision? Because we'd have it today otherwise, right? So you've got mm -hmm. this vision here, but then you've got these obstacles, these blocks. 
And so what you need to do is to talk about what are those obstacles. And, and the process that I use is you identify the block, what it's blocking in the vision and how it blocks. And when you've identified that obstacle correctly, it points directly to a strategy. So then you know what's the right mm -hmm. action to achieve mm -hmm. your vision. So that obstacle, instead of becoming a door, becomes a doorway. Mm -hmm. And so you've got your strategies. These are the things that we need to do over the next three years. Well, when you're putting an action plan together, which is, I think, probably one of the most important things in the strategic planning process is to create an action plan. Pick three yeah. or four strategies, not all nine or 10, but three or four that you're going to start working on in the next six to 12 months. And so then you have that action plan that has measurable accomplishments. It's got who's going to do what. It's got resources identified. It's got a, a timeline of activities. And so, and, and, and the way that we do this process, it's, it's very visual, right? And, and it's very participatory. And we, you know, we put these lines of activities up on the wall and people can actually see, okay, what, the work that you do, how it could integrate and serve the work that I'm doing. So it's, you know, because of, because it's very visual and, and, and participatory, you can actually be um, much more effective in achieving your strategies because you're, you're managing the resources effectively. So um, it's just a, a wonderful way of, of getting that strategic thinking together with a group of people. And the reason why I say um, your key stakeholders are incredibly important because you want a diverse range of, of ideas coming to the table. I mean, that, that's, that's how you get innovative thinking happening, right? It's the most mm -hmm. diverse possible. Yeah. And uh, for example, I, I quite often do strategic planning sessions with about 25 people. And I get them to think about, okay, mm -hmm. who needs to read this plan and be able to see themselves in it, right? So I have people from different parts of the organization. You wouldn't have everybody, but just, just so that the voices are representative. And so that when people pick up the plan and they read it, they can feel like they have been there. And so your yeah. stakeholders are a really important part, identifying who impacts you and who do you impact and having their, their voice in the process can be incredibly powerful for the whole organization. Um, so if you, if you were to think about what you would suggest a board to do before a strategic planning session, um, mm -hmm. during, and after so you touched on it a little bit about you know your incorporation and and that and looking at the vision and mission so what else would you suggest well i think there's a lot of preparation that goes into a strategic planning process you know mm -hmm. analyzing the external environment analyzing the internal environment you know what is your history in terms of you know what have you achieved up to this point in time what are mm -hmm. the reasons for doing it you know what are your expectations what's the scope how much participation do you need to have? Um, what are the, you know, who are the stakeholders you need to contact if you've got competitors or, or collaborators, you know? So you really wanna think ahead of time to plan to make sure the right people are around the table. Um, mm -hmm. You also want to identify what are your guiding principles or values that you want to incorporate into the planning process, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, then it also, you, once you actually, so that's the before, the during part of the process, we, you know, we, we revisit the mission and mandate, so your purpose. We create a practical vision, right? What's, what's actually going to be in your future? What are you looking to achieve? We identify the obstacles and the blocks that might prevent them. And then we identify the strategies or strategic approaches and then creating an action plan, right? So that's the, that's the during. And then the after is bringing together those groups of people, the implementation structures in terms of how are you going to achieve those those visions. Um, in my book that I wrote, I had a, you know, I did a strategic plan for an organization. And what really made them successful was um, their culture, 
they recognized that in order to achieve the vision that they had, that they were going to have to transform their culture in terms of how they work together. So sometimes that can be incredibly important as well. Because if you're asking for people to change their behaviors in any way as part of your plan or the action plan, Mm -hmm. then changing people's behaviors means you're going to be changing the culture. So that's why I kind of do this work hand in hand, the the strategic planning followed by culture transformation so that they can really understand how are people going to need to transform themselves. Because like I said, this book is called Transformational Strategy because it really does, this process really does transform an organization and the people in it, which is what you're looking for. So, yeah. So um, Khalil um, made a comment uh, about the um, strategic planning sessions and he said, given that it happens infrequently, we don't have a set time of year, which is un- understandable because I talk with um, many organizations where um, it, they do it typically after their AGM. Um, once they have their new board in, then they would do it a couple months after that or um, it's on a a yearly sort of um, basis, not based on AGM, maybe based on a financial um, situation, maybe around grants, um, because you base a lot of organizations base their funding on grants and and what they're gonna be getting um, for the year and that type of thing. So yeah, thanks Khalil, thanks for sharing that. All right, so uh, let's see, well, so with them, if you were to think about um, like best practices and, and frameworks um, and models that boards can use, um, what what would you what would you say that uh, that I think um, that like? the model the model that I use is the technology of participation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, a, yeah. I think it's a, a fabulous model for you know mm-hmm. um, helping people think strategically mm-hmm. and also in a very disciplined manner so that everybody can kind of you know focus on what it is you know, that, that you're, that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's also very important are the stakeholders. So who mm-hmm. needs to be around the table, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to get uh, as many stakeholders as possible. Quite often people, leaders have to sort of do some soul searching in terms of who they're inviting around the table, but it can make a huge difference to the content um, especially the wording of questions when you have the right people. And I quite often, you know, if, I, if it's boards that I'm working with, I quite often um, invite them to include the staff members to, to participate because mm-hmm. they're the ones who are actually yeah. going to be implementing the, the strategies yeah. going forward. And then hearing from different, different community groups, right, or, you know, bringing in the different uh, levels within the organization. So I think mm-hmm. stakeholders is a biggie. And then also um, the reason why I love the technology of participation is because the people that you invite into the planning process, they become a team. They become your ambassadors of, of socializing the results of the planning process, which is huge, right? Oh, and in absolutely. the process, because it's so participatory, people are really motivated at the end to be able to take charge of these, of these ideas and these strategies and, and approaches and the action plan to do the work. So you're building mm-hmm. an incredible sense of motivation into the process, which I think, you know, and that's why, that's one of the reasons why I became a, a facilitator was to, was to give people a voice in the process of change. Because when you do, it's, it's amazing what you mm-hmm. unleash, the energy that you can unleash when, when people are able to bring their best selves, you know, into the workplace and be able to share their creative ideas. Um, they're able to reach their potential and then the teams can reach their potential and the organization can reach their potential. And that's where the, that's how the transformation happens is by, by giving people a voice. 
So it's <laughs> so socialization of the ideas, getting yeah. the right people around the table, very powerful. And then making sure you have an action plan that is mm -hmm. monitored and managed is very important. Because so many, so many strategic plans, nothing ever happens to them, right? And the same things come back year after year. Why? Because they don't have an effective action plan. And those plans just sit on a shelf and collect dust. And that's, that's not what you want. Yeah, and I mean, along with the action plan is, is, is actioning your, your items that you want to achieve to people. Yeah, there's got to be resources identified, roles, yeah. responsibility. Yeah, it's, you've got to make it come alive. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think is the benefit of having, um, I think we, we chatted about this <laughs> a little bit before, but the uh, having an external facilitator. Oh, I remember we talked about like how children, like my son, I, I was an early childhood educator for 20 years, but he won't let me teach him how to ride a bike. But then, you know, my friend can can do it. I mean, I ha <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I've heard this sort of thing from, yeah. <laughs> from other organizations, but yeah. I think, it's, I think it's very beneficial to have an external facilitator who is really experienced in using methods of strategic planning, especially mm -hmm. participatory methods. Um, also, you know, an external facilitator can ask the tough questions and then whatever comes up, mm. stick to that facilitator and then they leave. <laughs> you know? Right. There's that another, no, like, another answer. And, they, and we can ask the tough questions that need to be asked. Yeah. Which is which can be very helpful. So I think I think it's really our knowledge and experience of of process because that's 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 my expertise is process. I manage the process. I don't need to know anything about the content. In fact, you know the pro, the, the methodology that we use, people can actually be just drawing on cards, right? And I don't okay, even yeah. know the language. Yeah. I don't even need to know the language and I can, I can, I can facilitate a planning process. So that's mm -hmm. how important process can be managing the process. So I manage the human dynamics and the, and the people in the session are responsible for the content. And, and, and what we do is we build consensus, right? We find out where is the consensus in the group. And by consensus, I don't mean a hundred percent agreement. I mean that, that people can accept the ideas that are being shared Mm -hmm. and they can commit to them because that you know if they have any concerns those concerns have been addressed so it that's another important part of it as well perfect so um what are the most common mistakes boards um could make with strategic planning now you touched on it a little bit like not having the right stakeholders <laughs> what's that sorry <laughs> Not having the right stakeholders at the table. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, not not having real engagement on the board. Uh, mm. I uh, I did a strategic planning session once for uh, a leader, and he was having a real hard time with engagement. You know, and his problem mm -hmm. was he was actually too good. You know, he would show up at meetings, and you know, and all basically all the board needed to do was sign on the dotted line, and therefore, you know, they weren't very engaged and and so mm -hmm. um, you know and one day he was at a conference center and he walked past a room and he saw you know 
a facilitator facilitating this room filled with uh, you know about 25 people flip charts all over the wall and he and afterwards he went back to that person and said what's happening in this room because i want this same level of engagement with my board and you know <laughs> she shared you know about the technology participation and and when he came back to ottawa he he found me and looked me up and um sure enough you know i i, I put together a one-day session for him and um, before the this, before the session, he said to you, Joanne, you know, I don't think it's going to work. I, I know these people so well. And I said, okay, let, let's just see. And sure enough, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, we, 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 we identified the, their opportunities and challenges. We had key focus areas. We had an action yeah. plan for key focus, each key focus area. And, and we had, you know, the four, four values identified that they were going to be working yeah. and, you know, using. And, and he, was, he was blown away. Very happy, of course, but uh, so sometimes if you've never had a facilitator, you're not quite sure what they can do. But uh, if they're experienced and they're certified, because there is certification, you know, international certification for facilitators. And uh, I happen to have both certifications that are available. So um, it does make a difference, you know, it does make a difference. And I'm so glad that we have you on our team. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, so does the facilitator need to be an expert in the area um, that the organization represents? No, no. As I mentioned before, we are, yeah. we are process queens and kings. <laughs> we, manage, <laughs> we manage the human dynamics and, and, and we work with the clients to make sure that we have the right focus question before each workshop. So, we, you know, they know what the process is that we're going to be going through and mm -hmm. we make sure that we share that with the leaders, right? Um, yeah. And so, you know, our, our job is to really to do the preparation ahead of time. As I said, you know, doing the environmental scan with key stakeholders. So, you know, beforehand, I'm able to develop a rapport with different members of the board or the leadership team. So I don't walk yeah. in that cold. Um, I help, you know, understand what are the reasons why are we doing this. And, and so that preparation is, is very important. Um, it gives me a taste for what the content's going to be about, but you know mm -hmm. what? I'm not the one answering the questions. I'm the one asking the questions. So that's why the preparation is so important. I make sure that I have the right focus questions yeah. and then I'm yeah. managing the answering. I'm managing the process of it to make sure that mm -hmm. everybody's voices and ideas are heard. Right. So that's, that's my role. And so it's, um, so no, I don't need to be a scientist if I'm working with scientists or an engineer, if I'm working with engineers, not at all. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. good question. Very good question. Because many people think you do, you do need to be a content expert and the reality is you don't. And I, and I have had that question numerous times yeah. from oh, yeah. uh, executive directors that I've, I've talked with about strategic planning and governance. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there and, and get a, get an answer for that. So thank well, you. It's, so a good, it's a very good question. Thanks. So how can, um, how can the board of directors have the best uh, chance of success? Best chance of success. Well, I, the process that we use is done sort of over two and a half days. So quite often we do it over a weekend, right? Cause people work during the week. So we might start Friday night, go right through till Sunday. So, right. you know, giving it a, a condensed time is good. You know, there's a couple of nights to sleep on your ideas mm -hmm. and you come away with a, a consolidated, you know, product. Um, I think it's very important to have a report to create a nice uh, strategic planning report. That's, easily read by people um, mm -hmm. because and use that as a tool to socialize your ideas and um, you know if you if you want to socialize and you want to get input 
from, you know, the different stakeholders across, mm-hmm. you know, who didn't necessarily attend, but, you know, there's different groups, then certainly socialize the plan and let, let people see what the ideas are. And if you're open to input and feedback, why not, right? Because that whole yeah. planning process is really to, to give people an idea of where is the organization going and why is it going there? Um, what people are looking for today, what staff are looking for is they want meaning and purpose, they want direction, and they want communication. So the more that you can offer that to people, the more, the more empowered and engaged they will feel. You know, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes things don't go according to plan. But if you know what the bigger picture is, then you're, you know, it's easier for you to adapt what you're doing and why you're doing it if you know where you're going and why mm-hmm. you're going there. So always, you know, you know, if change is coming, people want to know why. You know, give mm-hmm. them the data. Give them the data as to why you're, you're making these changes. Also understand what their emotional fears might be, right? Mm-hmm. And then make sure that you're building trust along the way, especially if major changes are being asked for. Communication, communication, communication. People really appreciate it big time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, my question, my next question is, so what can boards do from the planning stage to the execution stage? So what do they do afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you need to, once you have the, the action plan, right, you're going to need to create those structures, those implementation structures. So who's going to be in those working groups? Because mm-hmm. the people who attended the session might be the working group leader, right? But right. then so that socialization process, you need to make sure you're building in the team who is going to be implementing it. So that's very important. And then following through every six months on evaluating your progress. How are we doing at meeting the milestones that we had identified? And if, mm-hmm. if you are having challenges, then certainly raise them, right? Because a team supports each other. A team, you know, that, that's what teamwork is all about and collaboration is all about. And so yeah. the more communication that you have between the people, the better. They, they'll get to know each other. They'll support each other. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really important is following up on it and making sure that you've got, you know, ownership and accountability for the, the, the things that you've got in the plan. Great. Thanks so much, Joanna. You're welcome. The question is, given the new normal with COVID, although our missions and values remain, remain the same, is there value to strat plans during rapid change crisis? And if so, should the timelines be six, nine, 12 months? Um, and then what are the pros and cons for that? Um, certainly you need to revisit what are your strategies and how are you implementing them? Because um, if things have changed because of COVID, then you need to reassess what are, what are your strategies? What are your action plans to achieving them? Um, certainly six, nine, 12 months, you know, it really, it really depends on um, what, what are your goals? What, what, what are those action items that you've got and how are you, you know, how are you changing the way that your organization is, is working together, right? Um, is there, is, there, is there sort of a new support or new values that you now need to think about that you didn't have to think about before COVID? So, um, you know, mental health can be a big one. So how are you, how are you supporting people during this time? Um, especially people who might be working at home. Uh, what, are the, what, you know, what are the impacts for them? So, um, you know, as, as part of your planning process, there might be new obstacles now that you need to address and really to kind of find out 
what's what's impacting people and what's the kind of support that, that's required in order for them to be able to achieve the outcomes or the objectives that you've set for them. Because you don't see people eight hours a day anymore, right? They're working from home, so it might be more objective or results oriented. Uh, so I, I think really kind of checking in with people and, and finding out how they're doing and supporting people as much as possible. Um, uh, the Barrett Values Center recently did a COVID-19 values assessment. In other words, you know, what's changed in the workplace from before COVID to now in the middle of it? And uh, one of the big changes that, that has taken place is there's, there's, there's a, been a shift from um, a focus on performance to a focus on people. Right? Mm, yeah. um, a, a shift in focus on control to a focus on adaptability. So, you know, how is this changing people's management style and leadership styles? Uh, do these leaders need, need training and support in terms of how to become facilitative leaders, how to, you know, <laughs> engage people's participation because you're now working through a different medium. So I, I, think, um, I think it's really wise for an organization to, to revisit its, its planning process and its plans and its strategies, especially in the light of, um, the new working conditions and the new organizational norms and values that have been, you know, I mean, we're, we've literally within 12 weeks, we have gone through what would normally have taken organizations five years of transformation. I mean, organizations have become digital overnight, right? And mm -hmm. yeah. so that's, that's bound to have an impact on people. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not a wonder people are feeling that the way they are, right? It's a, uh, we've gone through a massive change process. And I think being kind to each other, which we are, I, I, I do in, in I, I am, I'm observing that in terms of people are driving differently and people are saying hello much differently. You know, it's uh, actually saying hello. <laughs> yeah. You know, like people are looking at each other now and really saying hello when you go for walks, you know, it, it is, the world has changed overnight and, uh, yeah, so I think our plans have to take that into consideration. Thank you. So how long should a strategic planning session take? One day, two days, or an afternoon? Okay. Um, the technology participation process that I use takes two and a half days. I go through five different workshops, about two hours each. Um, I've done one day strategic planning sessions that have been very effective. Um, half a day, no. Uh, haven't haven't done one in half a day. There's just hmm. too much to talk about, really, that's important. When you think about it, you need to revisit your mission vision. You need to create a, a practical vision. You need to, uh, you know, identify what might potentially block you from achieving that vision. You have to come up with strategies and an action plan. Can you do that in three hours? Hmm. You know, it's like the reason why I do it over two and a half days is, uh, you know, each workshop it can be about two to two and a half hours depending if you're doing it in person or online. Um, I tend to do them shorter online because, you know, online is kept, you know, keeping people's attention for long periods of time can, can be challenging. So that's why I've kind of reduced the, the length of time on workshops. But um, when you give people time to have dialogue, you get deeper, more meaningful results. Um, so it's not to say I, I couldn't do something in, ha in, ha in half a day, but it's just, quality of the results compared to two and a half days there is definitely going to be a difference right and uh and depends what your needs are so that's uh and how much time you're you're, you're able to give the process 
another one. How soon after a CEO comes on board should a new strate strategic plan process start? Well, uh, that CEO coming on board will probably have his or her own ideas in terms of when they want it to happen. Uh, I would say certainly it normally happens within the first quarter, right? But you you, so that CEO needs to, needs to have some time to build rapport with his mm -hmm. leadership team. Yeah. Uh, so you have to give you have to give the CEO that time for them to, um, you know, build those relationships and get to know uh, their their leadership team before sort of jumping into a planning process. But I would say normally within the first uh, three months, something something will be done. It's kind of like you know you get a new president and they always kind of you know the first hundred days, what are they going to do with it? And and I think it's the same kind of thing with the CEO. They yeah, I like, I like that. I like that what you said there, Joanna, about building the rapport. I think that's probably yeah. the most important thing for the CEO to do in, in the... Very in the important. Yeah. Yeah, very important to build those relationships first. I find if you don't build the relationships first, you're going to have trouble. Mm -hmm. In other words, the leadership team. I mean, it, and it also depends what culture you're in. Um, but uh, certainly in today's day and age, um, people come first. And so building those relationships will, will sustain the, um, the planning process going forward, you know, um, and, and I think that's one of the very important parts of a strategic planning process is the relationships that you build with each other. Because as you go through these workshops and have these dialogue sessions, you're getting to know who your colleagues are and how they think and, you know, their ideas are, you know, come up and it's, so it's the, it's the conversations that you have and the dialogues that you have that really help to, um, to get to know each other and how they think. And that can sustain you, especially when problems come up, when you're implementing things, because nothing ever goes perfectly, right? You're always going to have some challenges. And so mm -hmm. the, the, the higher the quality of the relationships that you have, the better and they will support you in, in your times of difficulty. So that's another important part of the planning process is getting to know each other. Is the action plan strategic or tactical? Uh, how are the CEO and senior management team involved? Oh, well, well, they're going to be responsible for whatever is happening in that action plan. The action plan, typically what it does is it takes, let's say you come up with uh, seven to nine different strategies on how you're going to achieve your, um, your vision. Well, you're not going to work on all seven at the same time. So typically what we do is, is we'll pick three or four and we'll do an action plan and we'll say, okay, for that strategy, what do we want to achieve? Let's say it's a 12 month action plan. We want to identify, okay, if we're going to work on this strategy for a year, what's the measurable accomplishment? And, and, you know, when I think about a measurable accomplishment, I think of the smart one. So it has to be specific. It has to be measurable. It has to be attainable. It has to be realistic and it has to be timely. Right. So what's that catalytic um, measurable accomplishment that you want to work towards that, that you will be able to measure at the end of a year? And so, yeah, it is tactical. It is operational, but it's strategic at the same time because it's helping you move towards your mission or your vision that you have set for the organization. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm interested in your insights into the interface between doing a strategic plan and a strategic focus, which would be the driving force of a board and part of every board meeting. Doing a, strate doing a strategic plan for me is embedded in every board meeting since strategic interactions come up 
throughout the, throughout the year. My board agenda is structured with strategic agenda items first and operational items afterwards. Then, um, then I need board perspectives. What are your thoughts? Agreed. <laughs> I think that I, I think that's perfect. <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot of boards tend to get in the weeds, right? They tend to be working boards. But if you really are a board that's strategic and that's 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 your role, then that's that's great. That's exactly the way it should work. So congratulations. But not a lot of boards do that. Well, that's a quick quick answer to a long question, but that's perfect. Okay, thank you. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And if you need any help uh, with uh, strategic planning, uh, governance, bylaw reviews, or any um, running effective board meetings, please uh, reach out to me um, at uh, my email, which is success at amcnposolutions.com. And thank you, Joanna, for joining us today. Uh, it was great. My first webinar, I think it went off uh, with a success. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so uh, to, um, take care, everyone. Stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, chat with you again another time. Bye. Thanks.